Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. So look, here's the thing. Among the many things that's important is to really keep in mind, and some of this we've gone over, but it will begin to tell you a lot. The time of your play and the mentality that existed in the play. And, and this is an interesting thing because I, I think it's important that you're aware of certain aspects of the time that it takes place. And, and, and the, the areas are like the feelings about morality and ethics and family and, and religion and all of those things begin to be a part of who the people are in that particular time frame. I mentioned this in my book. I may have mentioned it in class before. I thought one of the reasons that the recent Broadway revival of Boys in the Band didn't work and people who saw it were just, uh, we ran into some people uh, and they just thought it was the funniest play and it was like absolute and it was a sitcom and the comedy was fabulous, but the play did not capture the time that the play took place. People thought it was a comedy. And yes, it was funny, but they totally and completely missed that the time of this play was a time when, I mean, this play took place before Stonewall. So this play took place when homosexuals were really living in the background. They were living in the in this secluded kind of hive of people who were friends, and that's all they had. And so... You miss that. You miss that if you don't understand the time frame that you live in. Uh, as an example, and, and I'll just point this out, historically, there were two cultures, Athens and Carthage. Athens was interested in learning. Carthage was purely commercial. It was a purely commercial civilization. And America in the 50s was Carthage. They were not interested in learning. There was no respect for the arts and certainly no respect for philosophy. In fact, I, I mentioned this book uh, often. There's a book called Anti-Intellectualism in America. In the introduction, it talks about politics in America in the 1950s, and the belief of the writer was that when Dwight Eisenhower, who'd been a general in World War II, won the presidency over Adlai Stevenson, who was one of the great political minds in history, that it made absolutely clear that America would have no respect for the intellectual. Of course, all that's changed now. <laughs> so, but... But, I mean, you, you know, you, you see that. And, and it's important to know that because it tells you that in this world of theater, that Bernie Dodd is, I'm going to say that, I'm going to give him, that he, it's quite possible he's an idealist. 
he believes the theater is holy, as some of us do. He's an idealist in a place where that's not important. And as soon as I say that, if you're working on Bernie Dodd, it's important for you to keep in mind that you say that you begin to translate that information into something actable. Does, does that make sense? In other words, so you say, oh, yes, I begin to see what his mentality is. He, he wants to do a good play, but he knows that, that, that there are truths that exist. He wants to do a good play, but he knows that he has to put up with the money people. He wants to do a good play, but he cannot. It's not just that. And so that, that becomes an, an important part of understanding what world am I in? Because here's what I think we find. A play exists in a world, and the playwright has given us this world, and we need to figure out how my character does or does not fit into this world. So that's the more I know about the world that I'm in, the more it helps me because that begins to tell me what I'm looking for. And the thing is, I think it's important. I mean, I have to say Milton finds it interesting, the mentality of that period. I just happen to find that really fascinating. So I already like that fact. But what it begins to make me do is to say, okay, so this is a play that takes place in the theater. Now I'm beginning to see the mentality that exists. So it's helping me paint a picture. Does that make sense? If I go in my misstatement of Stephen Sondheim's Sunday in the Park with George, where he talks about a blank canvas. And he says, a blank canvas, my favorite. So many possibilities. And so it helps me, by the way, I can't paint, but it helps me to think that this play is a blank canvas. And suddenly I can start making paint strokes on it. I don't have a whole picture. I don't have a whole painting. But I start to make, I start to, to paint on it a little bit. And so it helps me. Now as I begin to understand the world that I'm in. All right, I'm going to tell you about something because I want you all to tell me, this is a total sidebar, what you think this says. So a production of Long Day's Journey in Tonight opened yesterday. Okay, so let me just tell you about this production. Long Day's Journey in Tonight is a four-hour play. It was cut down to two hours. In the beginning, Edmund walks in with the Starbucks cup and cargo pants, cargo shorts. Mary Tyrone, to prove how much better she is, does yoga. And the set is littered, the review said, with empty Amazon boxes. So I'm curious 
what do you think that says about the year that about the year 2022 that a production of Long Day's Journey in Tonight is described like that? It just feels so bleak. (laughs) (laughs) But what do you what do you think it says about the theater? Yeah. I was just going to say, I think it says something about who they're trying to attract as an audience member. Um, And we're moving away from real theater. And yeah, I think it it shows that we can't trust an audience to actually invest in something. We need to feed them the experience rather than have them join it. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's what I got. Yeah, Jason. Well, also that the theater now is more subversive. We're looking to subvert traditional ideas of, you know, certain classics or what we believe theater to be up until now. That would I, I I would buy that. I I would I I would buy that. Even though I will argue that point forever. I'm such a traditionalist since I think the plays work on their own, and if we do a really good job, the audience will get it. Uh, but I I would understand that particular argument, but I tend to I, I tend to, to 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 lean towards Patrick's idea myself that we are catering. Maybe I'll say we're dumbing down. That's it. Yeah, yeah, we're dumbing down for an audience. That's that's what I was sitting here processing. Though what I was getting from this is like. There's no, I don't know how to articulate it. There's no depth. There's no, um, it's very shallow. So when I mean cargo pants has no style. As Starbucks is, you know, run of the mill, it's commercialized coffee. And Amazon, we sold out. There's just, there's <laughs> no, no, I, yes. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's the thing, and especially because they cut the play from four hours to two hours. In fact, that monologue I read to you from Mary Tyrone about what it was like to be married to an actor is a monologue that she does to the maid, and they've cut that part. So I'm guessing that means that monologue is no longer in the play. So the scary thing is it's almost like somebody says, well, nobody can sit through four hours of Long Day's Journey into Night, which I've done many times. So we're just going to make it two hours and we're going to make it very, yeah. Anyway, all right, but you see that tells you something about the time we're in. All right, so that's just a sidebar of something that happened today and I thought, my God, I mean, what has happened to the theater? What has happened to acting? Hey, everybody, it's Walker Vreeland, producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class. The podcast is conceived and hosted by Milton Justice, and our music is provided by Jeffrey Kieser. So the second session of Milton's script analysis class beginning on March 2nd is now full. However, there will be a third session beginning on April 20th. So if you're interested in signing up for that, just email us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And thanks so much for listening.